Bianca N. Cotton is a hope dealer whose smile radiates the room. She is a wife, mom, author of five books, and founder of Behind the Confident Smile, a movement where women and girls are inspired to walk in love, live in hope, and be healed from past hurts. In her newly released book, Captivating Confidence, an 11-step guide to develop a healthy relationship with yourself and own your inner greatness, she talks about not suffering silently and equipping you with the tools you need to be a healthier you. I loved this conversation with Bianca. We talked about so many things. We talked about what challenges really come up against our confidence. We talked about the things that mark a confident woman. I think you guys are really going to enjoy this episode. So without further ado, let's jump into the conversation. All right, Bianca Cotton, thank you for joining us on this lovely evening. I'm super excited to have you. You are not new to any of my platforms. You are true to all of my last love. <laughs> yes, thank you for having me back again and again. Yes, and again. I mean, both of us, we'd be like, can you come on? Because I need you to this? talk to these people about this thing that you are well-versed in. Yes, I can do that yes. for you. So I appreciate it. Um, I'm excited as well because we talk, you know, pretty frequently, but as far as the audience, there's just so many updates that have happened over the course of the past few years, as far yeah. as since I had you on my podcast back in, what, 2019 or something like that? It was pre-pandemic, um, and, you know, just tell the people, like, what you've been up to, girl? What you've been doing? Tell us, tell us. I know, right? That sounds forever ago. I only had it two does. children at that point. <laughs> Oh my God. Well, well, folks, uh, I have released my fifth book this May. So I think in 2019, I think I only had two books at that time, mm -hmm. maybe working on my third. Um, but in the past five years, I've published five books. So we can all averages out. Right. <laughs> And uh, Behind the Confidence Now turned five years old in June. Um, I launched a podcast thanks to Breathe Nudging mm -hmm. uh, last November of 2021. It's in season two. Still work full-time, full-time wife, full-time mom of three. Did I miss anything else in between? Being more intentional about taking care of myself mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and prioritizing my mental, emotional, spiritual, and physical well-being. I would say another update for me, I have been in therapy consistently since, I think, around the time of the start of the pandemic. Mm -hmm. um, so those are my updates. Yeah. And so for those who are meeting you for the first time, what is Behind the Confidence Smile? Ah, yes. Behind the Confidence Smile is a movement that God gave me in 2017 to inspire women to walk in love, live in hope, and be healed from past hurts. And it has manifested itself in a myriad of ways. It started out, I was blogging to encourage women, and then I started getting into hosting workshops. I release the fear 
and then more books came and then the podcast and speaking engagements and being contracted to do my release to feel workshop and different spaces and arenas. That is a great um, kind of overview and really leads perfectly into my first question because so many people in my audience, people who follow me on social media, people who are brands my breed clients, people who listen to the Black Girls of Purpose podcast, people I just interact with because a lot of times we, we attract who we are, are very much so multifaceted, multi-passionate, right? Um, and I think that for many of us, there's a fear of picking one thing because we're like, well, I like this thing too, you know, but how do you, and I'll ask a, a similar question in just a minute, because you kind of talk about this in your book, your new newest book, uh, Captivating uh, Confidence. How do you determine what gets your energy in a specific season and do, and how do you do it in a way where you're not feeling like, okay, if I do this, you know, all this other stuff is going to get forgotten about, right? How do you give yourself permission to say, Hey, I'm going to focus on this for three months, six months, nine months. And then I'm going to maybe take some data and say, hey, that worked really well. I like that. I'm going to continue to do that. Or that was a season and now I'm moving on from that season. Yeah. That that question is so layered. So I will I will go back to maybe my five five years ago Beyonce and then talk about Beyonce now. So five years ago, maybe even six years ago, I was because I've been married for six years. Yes, let's go back to then. Single, no kids, ample time, right? So I could take on more than two to three projects at a time and not be burnt out while still working full time, while being an active on and being active in church and, and ministry. When you single, sometimes you don't even realize how much time you got to have kids. So that's a whole nother conversation. Let's speed it up to now where I am. How do, how do I make a decision as to what I will take on and in what season? It really depends on what's happening in that season um, in my life, in my family's life. Um, and this season, I'm working full time. I have children that are in transition years. One is going to pre-K, one is going to kindergarten, one is going to their senior year of high school. So keeping that in mind, like all of them are transitioning uh, and having milestones. Let me be intentional about maybe just focusing on one to two projects as they transition. So I knew that writing Captivating Confidence would take me about six to seven months. And I started writing that book in November of 2021. And I released it in May of this year. So while writing that book, I didn't take on anything else that was new. If it was not in alignment with where I was headed, 
So if it was not in alignment with the subject matter of what I'm writing about in my book or in alignment with my podcast, I was not taking on new projects, especially long-term projects. I could do the one-off podcast interviews or speaking engagements, but that had to be in alignment as well with what I was already focused on. And a, and a bigger piece to this, I don't have my journal next to me, but um, writing a personal mission statement. And your personal mission statement, you can update it as time goes on, but that helps to keep you aligned with where you say you want to focus. So in the uh, last year, I have a whiteboard. I wrote on my whiteboard, focus, alignment, purpose. Those were my three focus words. If, if the ads that were coming to me were not in alignment with where I was headed, it was a no. And the reason why I focus on being focused because I know I'm multi-passionate <laughs> and I go, like, oh, I can do that. Oh, I can do that. And I was like, mm, man, I have 24 hours to get back to you. Give me some time to think about it. And as I think about the opportunities and go back to my personal mission statement, look at my focus words, think about my intention, my capacity in this season, and the multiple hats that I'm wearing outside of this, can I take this on and execute well and then not lead to burnout? That's a really good explanation. And I think you gave a lot of really clear action steps that people can take. Um, specifically talking about that personal mission statement. And I think what you said about giving yourself permission to make edits to that, right? Or in the same way people have a word of the year, being like, again, it, it can be seasonal, okay? If, if, if six to seven months obviously isn't a whole year. So that was your focusing on the book was your focus in that season. But then when you finish the book, then it's like, okay, now I'm focusing my efforts on promoting the book. I'm going to, you know, talk to different people on their podcasts and their different platforms. And I may have the expanded capacity to take on a little bit more than I was taking on previously, but it still needs to be in alignment with this overall goal that I have. And I think that that is so helpful because I was actually listening to something something yesterday from Anthony O'Neill and he was saying we really have to learn to make our yeses really expensive and we have to make our no's very cheap like it should be we need to be running things through the filter of not just do I have the financial resources but if I give these financial resources to this particular thing, what am I taking them away from, right? Because people talk about how you can't make time. All of us have the same 24 hours in a day, but you can take time from one thing and put it towards something else. And so in giving our yes to a specific project, a specific initiative, we have to say, okay, if I'm saying yes to this, what am I exchanging for that mm -hmm. yes, right? So as moms, okay, me saying yes to this 
how does this impact the time that I get with my children, right? Or me saying yes to this, how does this impact the time that I have with my spouse at the end of the day? Or how does this, if I say yes to this commitment at church or volunteering at my child's school, how does this take away time from maybe the personal projects that I'm working on or the specific goals that I have for myself, like releasing a new book or, you know, trying to establish healthier habits or trying to be in bed by a certain time. Those are really the things that we have to think about. And I think that something I appreciate about this generation of women is that we are making those considerations where before I think our mothers and our grandmothers, specifically our grandmothers kind of just took everything on because it was like, well, if I don't do it, who else is going to do it? And we are kind of taking that time back and saying, I don't know who's going to do it, but we'll find somebody because right. it can't all be me, right? It can't all be me. It can't all and be And the me. cape has come off. Absolutely. The S is not on my chest anymore. Yeah. And I, and I relinquished it like happily, right? Yeah. And, you know, me and you and I have had very, our timelines and, and, and healing and, and all of that has really walked very parallel. We really walked par- parallel journeys. We were pregnant with our second you know (laughs) sons at the same time yeah just all of that and I I I shared with you offline I had listened to one of your podcast interviews and I was like girl I hear the healing I hear it and I identify with it because you know it I think so many of us are having this awakening and understanding of if I do all this stuff for everybody else for my entire life, I'm going to get to the end of my life and I'm not really going to have, like the, the level of health that I'm going to have, not mm-hmm. just physically, but mentally is not going to be in a great place. And I know so many older black women who, you know, kind of look back and there's some remorse and there's some, yeah. you know, regret Grief. of like, man, yeah, exactly. They're grieving the life that they feel like they couldn't live because they focus so much on their children. And you know, I think in us kind of reshaping that narrative, we really are giving our daughters and our sons um, a new lens to look at the world through and helping them understand that God is God and we are not. Correct. You know, like that's, <laughs> that's really what I've had to see and learn in that when I was trying to do all this stuff, I'm trying to be God because God's the only one who can be everything to everybody. I can't do that. Exactly. And yeah. in me trying to operate in a function that I was never designed for, I was burned out. I was sad. I was depressed. I was angry. I was bitter. And, you know, I think that one of my favorite things about the season that I'm in right now is that I've really learned how to be a daughter, to just say, hey, my daddy's got it. And not in terms of, and you talk about this in your book, right? The faith without works is dead. Not in terms of, hey, I'm putting my hands up. I'm not going to do nothing. God got this. <laughs> like, I'm going to be, you know. Mm-mm. And what's amazing is that <laughs> he's given me I was actually journaling about this. There was a season where I was kind of like, God, I ain't got it. And he literally carried me. But yeah. now after that healing, he's like, okay, now what are you going to, 
what are you going to do now that you've been healed, right? And so something you said earlier that I wanted to point it out, point out, you talked about giving people your nose. It takes a confident person to do that, right? Because what people don't often address is that the fa- is that a lot of times our yes to everything comes from a scarcity mindset of well, what if this is the last time they ask me? What right. if, you know, I do want to work with this organization, but I can't right now. What if they don't ask me again? What if, you know, I, I say no to this and I'm perceived this way? And so it takes a confident person to say, hey, I have looked at the scope of, you know, my bandwidth right now. And it's a no. And I, you know. I have, <laughs> I have an example of that. And I didn't want to say no. Mm-hmm. But I... I needed to say no. Mm-hmm. And so I um there's been something I've been working on, cultivating for five years. Mm-hmm. And it it corresponds with my first book, A Journey to a Beautiful Mind. I have this vision for that book. Um, and part of the vision for it, I created a, a teen girls after school program to go along with it to help teen girls use the tool of writing to help them to start healing from traumas and start talking about stuff that they may not be comfortable with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got this opportunity to facilitate my program. Mm-hmm. It came at the same time that I was writing my book. And I had just committed to myself Bianca, we're not taking on any more projects mm-hmm. right now because writing your book is more than enough. Like on Saturdays, I would wake up at five or six in the morning uh, to write until my kids would wake up, my husband would wake up, and then I'll hop into wife and mom mode. Sometimes I would spend a whole Saturday locked away. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes I would spend two to three nights focused. So I knew that this was a big investment. And yes, I wanted to do this program and facilitate it, but the timing. And so that was a challenging note for me Mm -hmm. because it tested the commitment I just made to Mm -hmm. myself. And so I was like, you know what? I was honest with the person who reached out to me. Uh, I know them. And I said, this is, this is where I am right now. I'm working on my fifth book. Can we revisit, revisit this conversation the following year? Mm-hmm. And so they were okay with that. And I tried to um, find some other resources to see if other people had the bandwidth to come in mm-hmm. and facilitate uh, a program for them. And just thinking about uh, that piece and recommending other folks in the meantime, but that's an example of what you say, Brie, a lot, keeping the main thing, the main thing, mm-hmm. uh, keeping your priorities, your priorities, and even when opportunities come that you have been preparing for, mm-hmm. but the time that may not be right now. Yeah. 
That's good. You know, and talking about keeping the main thing the main thing, something that I feel like I'm coming back to is really getting back to the feet of Jesus. You know, like I think that, and I, we were talking about this before we got on as well. My boys have been out of town and they've been spending time with their grandparents and not having them here has really brought a hyper awareness to how easy it is to just fill up your time, right? And not necessarily be intentional about it. And you talk about this in your book as well, like people who multitask, how they have that feeling of being productive, but if they were to actually write down the task and like what things they did that, okay, I did this and it led to this outcome and it got me this much closer to my goal, they would realize, oh, wait, I'm actually not doing much of anything, right? I'm going through the motions of, Yes, my groceries are purchased for the week. My car is clean. You know, my gas tank is filled. But if I have this big vision for my life, am I taking small steps every day? Because it's not about just taking giant leaps every once in a while. Am I taking consistent steps daily towards this thing that I say that I want? And, you know, that's where I find myself again with God, because I do feel like you were talking about your children being in a transitional season. I feel like God is preparing to transition myself, my husband. And so I'm having to find myself like, okay, you have to take time from something else and put it back towards your time with God. Because in seasons where I'm me and God are, you know, clink, clink like this, I have the most clarity and I have the most confidence about what I'm doing. And I'm able to say, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. And I'm also able to say yes when it doesn't match what I can see. Because there are some times where God's like, do this. And you like, I'm sorry, did, have you seen Did you say that? <laughs> have you, do you see how little sleep I'm already getting? Right. Yes. But because you're in tune with him, there's just this stillness and this peace that comes in your spirit where you're like, no, that's definitely a God thing. Not sure how he about mm. to do that. But I'm going to just say yes. Right, right. And he, it's literally like the widow with the oil where he just, you just keep pouring and okay, people keep bringing the containers and you keep pouring and stuff keep getting filled up and you don't know how it's happening, right? And so for me, that's where I'm at right now. It's like, okay, God, I want the oil to run out. And so if that is my priority, then I got to make sure I'm, I'm sitting under you. Cause that's you where the oil, the oil comes from you. It don't yeah. come from me. Right. Um, yeah. and I want to, you know, we think about oil, like in engines and stuff and how it creates that Ooh. smooth ride. Right. And when you don't have oil on something, it creates friction and friction can cause a lot of issues. Right. We're, we're seeing here in Texas, there are all these wildfires, like mm-hmm. friction will cause some stuff to burn up. And I'm not trying to burn up. I'm not trying to be burned out. And so I'm really just finding myself being like, okay, God, I literally wrote in my journal today. I said, what do you want me to start? What you, do you want me to stop? And what do you want me to continue? Because again, it's very easy to get on autopilot and God will tell you certain things in one season. 
And if you don't go and check back in, he like, girl, that was for three that years. That was for last season. <laughs> yes, you still that's talk- no longer applicable. That's not relevant like, anymore. I yeah. talk about that. I've talked about that often in the past, maybe 12 months. What used to serve me is no longer serving me now. I could stay up to one, two in the morning, focus. That's no longer serving me now. Bianca needs to really focus on getting her sleep (laughs) because that, I need the mental clarity. I need to be able to wake up and have the energy to be present with my children because when they wake up trust and believe they ready or if they not it's encouraging them to get ready so if I'm dragging and you dragging it's like this is not working so it's, it's really understanding um the timing the season and staying in tune uh with the father's voice absolutely and knowing you know like what scripture says in first first corinthians one that he will choose the foolish things to confound the wise things and you know we've recently we've been presented with an opportunity that i'm like what this is left field and god's like it's really not this was always a part of the plan you didn't see it coming right and people People love that song, the Waymaker song. Even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I don't feel it, you're working. And I think we we confine God sometimes, even with that song, because when we sing those words, we're applying it to a specific situation. Like even when I don't see you working in my finances, you're working in my finances. Even when I don't see you working in my relationships, you working in my relationships. Even when I don't see you working on my career you working on my career and God's like girl I'm working on all of it like you I'm working on stuff you ain't even know to ask me about yet because I have a kingdom purpose that I'm trying to accomplish through your life and I say in my word that whatever I start in you I'm gonna bring it to completion right mm-hmm. and so I think that is where the daughter role comes in handy again because it tells me, hey, I'm going to go out here and I'm going to do the things that I think honor my father, right, best. And I'm going to use the skill sets that he's given me. But it gives me the flexibility when things that I did not see coming come or I don't have to freak out and be like, wait, this wasn't. He's like, I say, okay, God, you already, you know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing, but you know what you're doing. And it brings this sense of peace and it really does remove anxiety because I'm like, well, I know you're going to make this happen because I ain't planned this. You planned this. You know what I mean? Like this wasn't even on my agenda. So how would you say that kind of, I mean, it it speaks to even behind the confident smile, right? Like when you started that job, yeah, you said (laughs) you would just ask God to help you make some money outside of your job. And he tells you to start a blog. And you're like, what that got to do with making money? I was like, 
Lord, you're not listening. Did you hear the question? You didn't hear the question. I'm going to say it. (laughs) Right. Like I asked a a specific question and now you want to talk to me about purpose. Right. That's that, he called me in to a greater purpose and to a kingdom mindset when I was focused on this is what I want from you. You talking about writing <laughs> and, and and publicly sharing it? Like <laughs> mm, no thanks. Like <laughs> But here we are five years later, right? And I think about that so much sometimes, uh, especially when different women come up to me like, oh my gosh, you have five books. And I just be like, okay. It, because to me, is, and some folks might give me for saying this, it's not a big deal in the grand scheme of things. Because um, I know I'm operating in purpose and I'm not being blinded by the shiny lights of what can come with it, which God wants to make our name great so that his kingdom will come. Like, that's what I was purposed to do. That's, That's part of why he created me, to use this medium to get to the hearts of his people. Yeah, I think that there's also that humility, right? It's like, baby, this wasn't me. Like, oh, you impressed, be impressed by God. And that's literally the end of that that passage that I was just referring to. It says, so that the one who boasts can boast in the Lord. Like, if you have, you know, a master's in literature and you, and, or a doctorate, right, in literature, and you've studied underneath the greatest writers of the century, and you have five books, people aren't as impressed because they're like, well, duh, of course you would do that, right? Because that's mm-hmm. that was your track. And so for God to take you and have you in your career working in you know, diversity and inclusion, <laughs> and then also have this whole organization and movement, like you said, well, then that, that causes people to be a little bit more like, wait, huh? Yeah. And I get that a lot. Right. Like, so what you say you do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, like, I do X, Y, and Z. And you have five books. And I was like, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you have a podcast. Yeah. And you're married. Yeah. And you have three kids. I was just like, yeah. Like, so Wendy, help me to understand how you have time to do all of this. And I was just like, I'm organized. Right. <laughs> and, and that's why I had to put it in my book because I got, I've gotten that question so much. Like, how are you able to do what you do? Mm-hmm. Being focused, staying in alignment, understanding my seasons and the timing of things and 
asking God for help and strength mm-hmm. and sacrificing some things that I actually want to do for the things that I need to do yeah. in this moment so that I can produce what I need to produce. Yeah. And I think that, you know, as a mom, I think so many people who are listening can identify with that as well because we have that right in certain seasons where you're sacrificing sleep because you have a newborn or you're sacrificing what you would like for dinner because you know your three-year-old is only going to eat chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese right or (laughs) like there are different things but I I I often go back to the scripture uh, that says that greater love has no man than this than to lay down his life for his friend you know thinking about laying down our lives first and foremost for God and saying, just like Jesus did, not my will, but yours be done. And then extending that to family and extending that to even friends of, hey, I can tell you're going through a tough season. And so, like you said, I would really love to get these nine hours of sleep. But if this is a particular night where I'm going to stay up, maybe a couple hours past my bedtime so I can be here and listen. You know, you have to have that discernment though to know because it's not always that. And I know that there have been times where I've wanted to be there for someone and God's like, if you're there, then there's not room for me. Like I, this is a season where I really need them to depend heavily on me. And I know you're used to being the listening ear, but if they only come to you, then they're not going to come to me and I need them to start coming to me more. Right. And so you really do have to give people that space. Um, and you have to be able to discern within yourself, God, like, how can I be a help in this area? I know that, you know, for people who are givers, sometimes you're like, okay, I just want to let me just give them this money. And sometimes God's like, no, no, they actually got themselves in a bind and they need to feel that for a little bit. And then we're going to talk about how to get out of it. Right. Um, I remember this one time, man, I bought something on, on, uh, on TV. My dad, my dad had given me, a, he's, he's been, he's always been so big about like financial stewardship. And so me and my sister both had bank accounts at very young ages had a debit card girl got that beach body uh workout thing from sean king or whatever that man's name is sean something <laughs> and girl it overdrafted my account and i was so sad and my dad made me take money out of my savings that i had at a credit union to pay off the overdraft fees and it was like I mean, I don't know what they were charging me for, child, but by the end of it, it was a <laughs> significant sum of money. And man, that hurt. And I know it probably hurt him too, but if he had just paid it off for me, yeah. I'd have probably been more likely to go back and do it again. But because I had to pay with my own baby, mm-hmm. I bet you I ain't you have to feel off. that. Oh, I didn't buy. They had them infomercials and ads. And I was like, you will not get me again. You will not. But that was a, a critical lesson to be learned, right? And that it's transferable. Right. Across other circumstances. Yeah. So in having the, you know, thinking about lessons and thinking about transferable skills, things that we learn in certain seasons that we don't realize until mm-hmm. later, like, oh, now I know how to apply this for this. You talk a lot about journaling. Um, you talk about that in your book and obviously writing has led to you having five (laughs) books, right? So 
do you find and you talk about in one of the chapters of your book you talked about um just basically doing a brain dump like what are the things that I'm taking on in this season right like what are the projects that I have what is it that I want to achieve do you ever have those moments where you write everything out and then you kind of look like girl oh I didn't realize but you're going going a lot yeah (laughs) and how do you navigate that and what do you how do you say okay this is gonna get removed I'm gonna push this back a few weeks this I'm just gonna stop doing I don't know like I'm not I'm not even gonna give myself a timeline to pick this back up because I don't even know why this is on my list to begin with tell us about that process um, I haven't done that process maybe in the past three months but the most recent time I did it I actually got a, a paper plate one time and then one time I didn't have a plate and I just made a circle on a sheet of paper and put the different areas of my life and under the different areas I just started writing out what I was leading, managing, thinking about creating, in charge of. And I took a look at it and I was like, this is why I'm exhausted. <laughs> and started to look at, okay, what can I um, ask my husband to take on and leave? What can I put on pause? What do I need to just stop doing? And what is required to keep this engine moving? And so when I when I take a look at that, and even down to something new that I think I'm going to add to it is mental energy. How much time do I focus on this? how much of my thinking time am I putting towards this that I need to shift? Because what we focus on, that's what grows. So what is growing in my life? Are there things that are growing in my life that I don't want to grow? So I need to rethink about these things. And why am I putting so much time and attention to that? Because some of the stuff that we may write out we, we may actually not be putting a lot of time and energy to it, but those sometimes are the things that will help us to grow to where we're trying to go. Yeah, that's really good. It's, I know we've talked about this on your podcast, um, but I have a tool on Brands by Brie called the Energy Audit, and it literally walks women through the, the three questions. What am I doing? Why am I doing it? And can any of these things be delegated or completely dismissed? And I think the dismissed column needs to be utilized more. Because sometimes it's like, baby, this has been on your to-do list for a year. It's just not a priority. And that's okay. Like, it's fine. You're you're not focused on that right now, right? Like, I think for me, um, for there was a, a while where I wanted to get some new couches. And so I was like, it was on my list like get new couches and it was on there for so long and eventually I was like why do you want a new couch I was like I don't know you know I'm like what's wrong with the couch you got right now nothing nothing 
people think I need a new couch. Yeah. And so I took it off my list and I was like, wow, that feels nice to just be like, this is not important right now. And, you know, I think that people are burning the candle at both ends because a lot of times we're doing stuff that's just not important. Like it's no, I would like to put it in a cute way or a way that reserves people's feelings, but some of the stuff we're doing, it really doesn't matter. It really, it's not pushing us towards anything. It's just kind of mindless, you know, being on social media, not to connect with people, but just because you're on there or just because it's something to do. Like, and if you understand, if you're saying, hey, this is a form of entertainment for me, cool. Then there's a specific tie-in, right? But just to do it, because or people telling you to start a get a TikTok and you like, I hate TikTok. Well, then baby, get off the TikTok. You don't have to do it. Just because they said it. No, you don't do, find what works for you. Right. You get to determine what your priorities are. You mm-hmm. really do. And so Ooh, you can try it and be like, you know, I really like it. Exactly. And you can disable the account. Like, and it's just that simple. It's just that simple. Cause people be out here like, well, I've established a following baby. You've been off for three months and they didn't even notice. It's fine. It's fine. It's okay. It's okay. So in time, in thinking about, you know, kind of because comparison is sometimes what keeps us caught up in doing things that aren't relevant to us because we like, well, so-and-so does that, so I should probably do that too. What do you feel yeah. like is the greatest enemy of a woman's confidence? If she is trying to really remove herself from that comparison trap, what are the things that are going to get her right back there every time that would keep her from really living out her life's purpose? Ooh, greatest enemy it's a couple but one is fear two is insecurity and I say fear insecurity because fear can keep you in this this rat wheel uh if I don't do it then this gonna happen well if I do it this gonna happen what will other people think about me if I say this or don't say this? If I'm not wearing the, the right dress or wearing the makeup, like, be you. Do you. And I say that from a place of love. Be you. Because when you are showing up as you, you don't have to remember who you trying to be and the things you trying to say when you show up as you. And when you show up as you, you attract the people who truly want to be a part of your community. So being you and insecurity, um, I, I believe is another greatest enemy because, for example, after having kids, your body may not look the same, right? <laughs> At a, some stretch marks over there, your stomach might not have gone back to its pre-baby stomach. You might be still have an extra 20 pounds on you that you like, why it just won't go away? And 
that in itself can cause an insecurity. Like, I don't feel confident in my body. How do I show up authentically? And I don't, I don't even feel right. It's, it's learning to be present and celebrate what you have just been able to create. Reframing your thoughts. I've been able to carry a baby to time. The baby is alive. He or she is here. They have come from my womb. This is a, a one of an, another cool mom I know. She call it this is body by baby. Okay, this this body was created by baby. I'm gonna walk confidently in this body and own who I am today. That doesn't take away from the fact that I'm working out or changing my eating habits, et cetera, et cetera. But what it says is I am not going to demean or take away from my journey to this point. So owning who you are, owning your journey and understanding that Everybody has a journey. Nobody's journey looks exactly the same, but as you share your story, other people can relate to you. Yeah, and really what I heard you say is that, you know, you also have to give yourself permission to evolve. Because I think if people have only experienced you one way, there is that like, well, what if I show up, you know, you could have gone that way with the podcast. Well, people don't know me as a podcaster. They know me as a writer. So like, what if I show up in the podcasting space and they're like, what is Bianca doing? She's not supposed to be talking. She's supposed to be writing, right? Right. We have to give ourselves that grace and that allowance to evolve. And something that I, I find myself recognizing is that in the seasons when I've been willing to let go of a past version of myself it Mm -hmm. unlocked a new version of myself that was even better because this version of myself had the lessons from that past person right and was able to apply it to a new situation right even thinking about when I just had Black Girls of Purpose before I had Brands by Brie and then when I relaunched Brands by Brie I was able to bring this knowledge base that I didn't have previously. And I was able to bring in my experience with working with women and, and my experience in seeing people who were struggling with their confidence or not knowing what their purpose was and apply it to this new venture or really reimagined venture where I said, okay, I don't have to This is not just about like showing people how to show up well at church. I really want people to be walking in excellence in every area of their life, right? And I think that we shortchange the people around us as well if we are so fixed in what we've been previously that we're not willing to be a new thing, right? I love the scripture in Isaiah that says, pay no attention to the things of old, behold, I'm doing something new, right? I'm making a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. If, If I stay brief from 2019 
There's people I never meet. There's projects I never launch. There's books I never write, right? But if I say, okay, I love her and I appreciate her and she's helped me to get to this version of myself and this version of myself is necessary to get to the next version of me. It, it does create a confident woman because you see like, wow, I'm evolving and, you know, I'm smarter than I was before. I'm, I'm wiser than I was before. I'm more well-resourced. I'm better at asking for help. And it really does change the way you know, that you show up. I think both of us can speak to that even in marriage. Like my marriage, mm-hmm. year after year, it gets better because we learn, my husband and I learn more about each other and we're growing as people and we're becoming better p- versions of ourselves. And then as a result, better for each other. So I think that that's so good. So what would you say to someone who's listening to this or who's watching? on YouTube and they're wanting to become a more confident person? I would say start with what has come against your confidence and write it down like what are the what are the roots to why I feel like I'm lacking confidence. Is it past hurt? Is it no one who, I'm gonna say no one, the people who you wanted to affirm you didn't affirm you? Uh, Because what I'm discovering is sometimes there are people in our village, in our community that has given us what we needed, but we wanted it from somebody else. So our focus it's on my mama didn't say it or my daddy didn't say it or my brother or sister but your uncle calls you all the time and prays with you and affirms your identity in Christ so getting to the root of why is my confidence taking the hit what experiences have I had uh, that has brought me to this point what do I desire for myself? Envisioning that for yourself. Who do I want to be? How do I want to show up? How do I want to speak? How do I want to think? A question that I got ooh, over 10 years ago now and the activity I was doing, we had to pretend, um, go to our retirement party. And at the retirement party, talk about two to three things that we wanted the people at our retirement party to say about us. And I would challenge you to do the same. What do you want people to say at your retirement party? And when you get those two to three things, if it's I want folks to say that I was loving, that I was compassionate, that I was fearless. How are you living like that now? And allow that to propel you forward as you walk in your purpose and build your confidence by casting the vision and now working backwards. 
And lastly, I would say, take a look at who you surrounding yourself um, with. What are you listening to? Like this podcast, this edifying, are you edifying yourself on a daily basis? Reading the Bible, devotions, edifying conversation with friends and family, limiting the things that can derail you and distract you and take you off of focus and um, misaligning you to somebody else's purpose and calling because you're focused on how they're doing it versus creating a path uh, that is meant for you to walk in. That's great. And I would literally add, when you talked about like who's in your circle, you know, y'all, sometimes you can have really excellent people on social media that you follow, but if you're noticing that they've become the barometer for how well you're doing, where, you know, you felt super confident about that new pitch you just did at work, and then you get on and see somebody else just pitch something for a larger amount of money and now you feel like your accomplishment isn't a true accomplishment you have to pay attention to those things too and sometimes it doesn't mean you need to unfollow people sometimes you just need to mute them until you're in a season where you're feeling more confident I, I love that Instagram has that feature you can mute people on stories you can mute their in-feed posts sometimes those are the kinds of boundaries you need to put up around your heart scripture talks about guarding your heart yeah. to be able to say hey I want to be really happy for them, but I notice whenever I see them announce something, like there's that tinge of envy and I need to, you talk about, again, in your book, talk about addressing trauma. I need to address that. Why does that make me feel that way? I should really just be genuinely excited and I don't. So why is that? Do I dislike that, you know, it seems like, their husband is more affectionate or like they have more people who are cheering for them or their parents seem to be really supportive and I don't have that you need to get down to the root of those things but it's good to mute those voices early Mm -hmm. on before you're in this deep spiral of now you resent this person that you don't even know or maybe you do know them you've been you know connected with them since college and y'all used to be real cool. And now every time they post, you rolling your eyes. Like we need to get, right. we need to get to the root of that, right? I'm, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's so real mm-hmm. because we live in the highlight reel, right? And it's, it's critically important to guard your heart, to guard, guard your eye gates and your ear gates and understand that back to the comparison piece, let me not compare my day one to somebody's year five. Mm-hmm. Let me not compare my year five to somebody's year 15. Let me not compare my two kids to day one kids. Like we have to be very careful mm-hmm. and very mindful about our reasons for following certain people mm-hmm. like am I tr- genuinely following this person because I like the information that they give like 
it inspires me, it encourages me, or does it feel like mean girlish? Mm-hmm. Does it does it make me feel like I'm not doing enough? And being mindful of that too, if you start to feel like I'm not doing enough based off of somebody's post or speech, like Bree said, mute them for a minute. Mm-hmm. Refocus. Why am I even on here in the first place? Am I on here to get more clients, to build my social proof, or I'm on here to connect with other like-minded folks so we can build a community of Mm -hmm. accountability together? Like, what is your reason for being in the interwebs Mm -hmm. (laughs) and staying focused on that? Yeah, that's really good. So speaking of the interwebs, how can our audience stay connected with you after this interview? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at Bianca and Cotton. And the rest of my handles are linked there uh, to my other pages. And you can subscribe to my newsletter at BehindTheConfidenceNow.com. The link to my podcast and blog and books are there as well. I can't wait to hear from y'all. <laughs> yes, yes. Tell her, tell her Bree sent you. Tell her, tell her in the comments. Tell her in the DMs. <laughs> yes. Um, and what is next for Bianca Cotton? Oh, you know, I just, quick story. I just bought this mug today. It's called Live in the Moment. And one of my intentions, a year and a half now, I think, has been to be present. And when I saw this mug today, first of all, I found $10 on the floor in Burlington. And I was like, I'm going to buy myself something. So I bought myself this mug in the journal um, to remind myself to continue to live in the moment. So that's what's continuation for me. And what's next for me is to live in these moments, to be present, at speaking engagements, to be present with my family, to not think so far ahead that I get lost in the future and be no good for the present. So that's what's next for me, y'all, to continue to be consistent uh, with my podcast, with sharing uh, the news about my book, and really helping women to transform their lives by starting with developing healthy relationships with themselves and releasing their fears and overcoming past hurts. So continuing the work. Continuing the work. Well, thank you so much for popping up in the space. Um, Like Bianca said, you guys can connect with her on social media. Make sure you grab her new book, Captivating Confidence. It is on her website at BehindTheConfidenceSmile.com. Um, I have read the book. It is very good. And as someone who is also a recovering overachiever girl, it's just, you know, I, and it's, it's so interesting how things can feel like new concepts to us. And then we look at the larger narrative that's happening. And so many people right now, especially mm-hmm. black women are saying like, I'm tired and I'm gonna lay it down and I'm, <laughs> I don't know who's going to do it, but it ain't going to be me. Like, gonna be I'm, me. I'm laying it down. So it's really, you know, listening 
to the podcast interviews you've done so far, reading your book. I'm just really glad and really proud of us because it does take a confident woman to t- make those, take those what people would consider risks. Um, but I really look at it as, as a faith building and a trust building mm-hmm. opportunity because I'm saying, hey, God, I can't handle this. So I need you to do it. And I don't know mm-hmm. all the ins and outs. And you're not expecting me to. Scripture literally says, come to me, call mm-hmm. on me, and I will answer you and tell you hidden things that you did not know. And so I hope that if you all are listening to this and you're just in a season where you feel like, man, God, I don't know what I'm doing. Lean into the unknown. It's fine. Scripture says when you are weak, then he is strong. Don't feel like, oh, I don't know. So my life is out of control. No, sometimes that's the very place where God will do the most in your life when you had no idea you ain't even see it coming. So I hope you guys were encouraged by this episode. I hope that you'll share it with a friend. Again, go and connect with Bianca, get her newest book. I'll make sure that I link it in the description box and I'll see you guys the next time I see you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for having me. Bye, you all.